What if I told y'all that fun on weekdays was not this catch-all phrase that meant the exact same thing to everybody? Fun on weekdays is a universal idea that applies to everyone's lives in very different, unique ways, depending on what stage of life they're at. Whether you're in high school, you're in college, maybe starting your first job, maybe getting into your first serious relationship or getting out of it, getting married, starting motherhood, maybe losing a loved one. At every single stage of our life, fun on weekdays means something different to each of us. Today, I sit down with Megan DiVincenzo, a fellow Clevelander who is the founder and owner of The Sis Kiss. Megan started her career as a trial attorney, which seemed perfectly matched with her talkative, enthusiastic, and dramatic nature. Y'all, her personality in this episode is so infectious, I can't wait for you guys to get to know her more. She thrived in this career until she didn't. She found herself feeling depressed and anxious, and one day had a panic attack in court. She knew she had to make a change. Despite loving her job as an attorney, she began to feel lost and she began to lose herself in a career that she once loved. Thankfully, before Megan's exit from law, Megan and her sister had started the Sis Kiss, which is a jewelry company located in the west side of Cleveland. It was the side hustle the sisters loved that blossomed from their personal need for more dainty bangles to fit their petite wrists. Friends became fans and then fans became customers. Megan realized the side hustle wasn't just a side hustle to her anymore. Her passion, drama, and desire had returned with every order and opportunity for growth with the Siskis. After growing into the CEO role at the Siskis, she has never looked back. Designing, building a team, and of course, all things shiny are her calling, passion, and purpose. In this episode, Megan shares the importance of mental health when it comes to your career and how your job can play such a huge part in the way that you live your life, how you have fun, and how it can affect your relationships, not only with your friends, your loved ones, but also with yourself. She shares how she knew it was time for her to leave, and she also talks about the struggles of feeling lost after she did quit that job. As a business owner, a wife, and a mother of two, Megan also talks about how her idea of fun has changed over the years. Not only the activities that she does for fun, but also, more importantly, the people that she has fun with. As a business owner, I was excited to talk to Megan about how she views fun on weekdays when it comes to her employees. What kind of values does she instill in her workplace? How does she have fun with her employees? And how does she encourage her employees to also have fun on weekdays outside of work? I'm really excited for this episode because I feel as though Megan as a mother has a lot of perspective that hasn't been shared yet on this podcast and I hope you all will walk away from this listen with something encouraging and motivating and hopefully educational. So sit back, relax, and let's get to know Megan. All right, you guys, welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. We are switching up the location a little bit today because I am at home in Technically, I grew up in Painesville, but today I am in the west side. West side of Cleveland. Okay, west side of Cleveland. Welcome. A, yeah, with a great guest today. We have Megan DiVincenzo. Here you go. She is the owner and founder of The Sis Kiss, which is a Cleveland-based local company. They sell jewelry, bags, accessories. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, and they're going to be at my event on Thursday, which I'm really excited about. Because I'm doing my first hometown event and it sold out yesterday. So we have 350 friends That's joining amazing. us. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be really good. I my can't girls wait. are excited. Well, are, are you going to come? Uh, or are, are you actually coming? Sure. Okay. You're more than welcome. <laughs> so I wanted to have Megan on today because she's a really great story that I think a lot of people could relate to as a business owner, a wife, a mom, and also just an entrepreneur, like very successful and a civil court no criminal civ- defense attorney jesus i don't i don't know that don't fuck up okay no. edit that do, call no, i'm me. just kidding <laughs> too many words there i don't know anything about the law <laughs> so we're gonna have her share her story and also kind of how she balances all of those insane things and i thought it would just be nice i was telling her before we got on here especially with small businesses i love knowing like the reason behind why somebody started a company it just makes things feel so much more personable and yeah. especially as i work with a lot of brands it's so much nicer to have an actual relationship with them outside of just work and so today before recording this we talked for like an hour at least yeah but now for the next hour or 40 minutes however long this takes is all about megan so go ahead and introduce yourself thank you for having me seriously we're so honored to have you here especially in my headquarters 
So everybody that is here is so excited to have you as well. So welcome. Thank you. Um, we all love you and we're so happy to have you back in Cleveland. Thank you. You're all on the west side. <laughs> so let me um, introduce myself. She did great. Megan DiVincenzo. I'm the owner and founder of the Siskis. We are a jewelry brand. We specialize in custom pieces, but we do a lot of accessories and um, we're starting a podcast which is why we're in my new podcast room this is the first time we've ever used it so I apologize if things are wrong um, yeah no this is a great room honestly I walked into your guys's office and I was like wow this is everything I thought that mine was gonna be and it's just you not yeah give it a couple years you know <laughs> once it gets to your level maybe we'll kind of this revamp, was a labor of but... love trust me this was a long time coming. It was really actually hard. I know you didn't really want to go off on this tangent, but it was really hard to find a place. Like nobody wanted to let me lease a place. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, look, we're growing. I need something bigger. We were in a, like a 900 square foot office and we couldn't even go in at the same time anymore. It okay. was like scheduling time because it was too small. And I tried to look for something bigger for so long and it was really hard. I was like, nobody wants to take my money. Really? It was Usually difficult. these days everybody's like, begging for your money it was a little weird what, do i don't you know why i think a lot of it was because i wanted to make this space very custom okay and i think people hear that and they think <laughs> a lot of work and yes. actually the guy who owns this building is amazing but anyway so he let me put myself in it which i'm sure you can see yeah i was very particular about how i wanted it to look and it's perfect it is very perfect and i mean not perfect it, no, it is. It is beautiful. You. And you can see it in the video here, but you, what you can't see is all of these like little vignettes and walls and mirrors and wallpaper all over everywhere else. So it's great to be here and I'm very lucky that you invited me into your space. Actually, before we get into things, what is it like being from 800, 900 square feet to now in this? Stressful. Stressful. Every day I'm like, how much is this? How much is that? But I think that fear is with every success. Right. And how am I going to get bigger? I, okay, I believe this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think of myself like a goldfish. A goldfish only grows as big as its tank. Okay. So if I'm going to stay in a 900 square foot office, that's as big as our business is going to get. So I feel like when I rented this large space, I opened the flood, floodgates and I very like into like the universe. And I'm like, I'm telling the universe, bring it to me because we can handle it. That's a really good point. I like the goldfish statement because I feel like that applies to multiple areas of your life whether you're like in a relationship that is only as big you as can you can only be as, it. it's like and we'll get in I know we're gonna talk about like my married life and stuff like that but my husband's the same exact way like he I grow only because he like we have a good relationship where he allows me to blossom it's there's no like holding back that is everyone's goal right? yes <laughs> I think it should be I mean so, we have to kiss a lot of frogs you would you say you have to kiss frogs a lot of frogs before kiss. you get the prince okay that's not at first what I thought you said <laughs> I thought you said we have to kiss and fuck a lot. Oh, and I'm like, oh my God. Okay, we're really getting into it then. <laughs> I did not say that. No, but she didn't say no, it. No, that's it hilarious. Just, you know, I probably would somewhere. say something like that, but I'm trying to be good today. You don't have to be okay, good or anything here. I will keep everything and anything that you want in here. I encourage everybody that has this podcast to just literally share whatever they want to share, whatever they're comfortable with. Cool. So the first thing that we need to talk about. Okay of course, is you said that you grew from a 900 square foot office to now you're here. You have multiple employees. They're all sitting around us listening and filming and sitting outside the door. <laughs> and it's, it's so cool because I look up to people like you who come from a small town or, you know, an area it's in Cleveland where it's just not, you know, necessarily known as like a huge populated area to start like a huge business or anything. Like you. Yeah. No, not like me. <laughs> yeah. Like you. Well, you and I. Okay. You like and us. I. And it's really, really inspiring to be connected with people like this and hear each other's stories. And we have kind of held off on telling Megan's story until this podcast because I really wanted your story to be genuine and like my my first time, like truly hearing everything. So I have the clip notes. That's and true. so I wanted to know the very start of it when you were an attorney and all of that happened and when you started the business and kind of like when, how many years ago was that? Tick. Technically, it was 2013 when okay. I like literally signed up for an LLC. Okay. <laughs> so I was actually still a practicing attorney. And this was just like on my mind, on my mind. And like we were making bracelets at the time, my sister and I. Okay. I don't know how we stumbled. Oh, I know what happened. So we wanted these wire wrap bracelets that were bangles. Okay. 
like as consumers. So we go to Nordstrom and we put them on, my sister and I, and we're both very tiny framed. Oh, same girl, we got skinny and right. skinny little wrists. Well, that's how it's supposed to start. So <laughs> we'd put our hand down and the bangles would fall right off. And I was like, Marla, who's my sister, she's super perfectionist, super crafty. I'm like, you can make these bracelets so simple and then you could form it customized to our wrists. So she did, she made it for me and her. And then my mom wanted one. And then my mom's best friend wanted something a little bit like, can you make me a medium? And then her, you know, daughter-in-law wanted something in a size large or mm -hmm. it just grew from there. And we were like taking notes, like mom's best friend, Susie <laughs> wants a size small with blue beads. Like literally we started taking orders and then it just like, then their friends, friends wanted them. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. And at the time I was a practicing attorney and she was a teacher. Okay. And I was happy doing my job as a criminal defense attorney, like extremely happy. How long did you do that? I did that for a while. I want to say it was like seven years. Okay. Um, and were you married when you were doing that? Yes. Okay. We were engaged when I passed the bar. Like I was wow. planning a wedding, building a house and taking the bar exam. So while you were doing all of that, I mean, I'm, this is like before the business and everything, but obviously your life is invested in the attorney lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I actually have a lot of girls that listen that are like going to law school and that are very, very busy with school and all of that. Very consuming. How did you actually like manage to get married amidst all of that and still have I don't know. fun? Because I didn't have kids. What else was I doing? <laughs> and when you have kids, then you look back and you're like, what did I do with my day? Like because kids are so busy and, and, and ever consuming that now I'm like, I had so much time then. Okay. So really I had a lot of time then. <laughs> okay. I mean, but studying for the bar is very time consuming. And like I said, I had a very supportive husband. So he was like, go lock yourself wherever you need to go. Thankfully he had an amazing job that paid for the bills. So okay. I was able to take the time, not work and just study for the bar. Mm -hmm. And then my sister and my mom are amazing planners and they're very like type A. So they plan the wedding. Like, literally, I tried on three wedding dresses. I was like, I'm done. We're good. Let's go. That's amazing. Yeah. So you have great people in your life. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like I do surround myself with really good people, as you can see. Oh, of course. Yeah, the girls in your office, as soon as I walked in, felt very inviting. Yes. Sometimes, you know, you go they're somewhere. They're better and... than me. No, you're just as great. No, girl. but they're like a better extension of me, I feel like. So <laughs> So this was all of the time during the time that you were an attorney, up mm -hmm. until 2013, mm -hmm. and then you started Siskis. So how did Siskis come to fruition? Literally, when she started making the bracelets, it got busy, not like crazy busy, but like 10 orders okay. in like two weeks. That We were sitting with my dad one day at the kitchen counter, me and my sister, and he was like, you, you guys know if somebody's going to start paying for these bracelets, you guys, I never want you guys to fight. I never want there to be an issue. So we should talk about this. Like, should there be a business? And, you know, my sister was like, gosh, dad, I don't know. And I was like, God. Yes, because that's just who I am. And so we like literally wrote on a pizza box, like, what name should it be? <laughs> so my sister and I were trying to be like corny, like really fucking like, what could we do that sing songy that like makes people annoyed? And we're like, this is kiss because we're sisters. And then it stuck. I'm and so for a long time, she made all the items and I sold all the items. And we were that's how the Siska started. That's and when we got too busy, we got manufacturers. It sounds so similar to my sister and I at the point where, like, we would always talk about doing a dress store together. And I forget what it was actually called, but we sat down and literally drew logos together. Mm -hmm. And my sister is very type A. Mm -hmm. I've had her on the podcast before. Um, I am very not. I'm very spontaneous. Same. I think Same. you and I are very, like... Two peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. So you trouble, <laughs> trouble as <laughs> as some would call it. As some would call it. Yeah, depends who you're I'll talking it, to. Yeah, yeah. That's if you're talking to my parents, definitely, definitely trouble. A hundred percent, same. So you guys started growing insanely, and so you shared this story with me mm -hmm. about how you were very stressed out. You had a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. and is were you still an attorney at the time that you were starting the Siskis? Yes, I think there was like a small overlap, and I say like I think because like that time of my life, I was so stressed. Out with work and I my mental health was somewhere that I had never had before like so I started having panic attacks in court and I had a child at the time so it like really was magnified mm -hmm. like so if I was having anxiety and I was dropping him off at the daycare so I could get to court then it was like then he's upset everything was just and I wasn't ever somebody who was always upset I was trying to always be positive and like I was just a different person so I became pretty miserable. I was having panic attacks. I didn't want to go to work anymore. I was having the Sunday scaries. And the last case I had, I had a panic attack in court. And when I went home, my husband was like, you're done. Like, there's mm -hmm. no reason for you to do this. Like, 
you should be happy. And that's completely everything I preach. So it's like, why wasn't I doing that? So I literally just quit. And I was bored because I'm a very <laughs> mover and shaker. Yeah. And I wasn't fulfilled. So I started like redecorating the house. And my husband was like. We are like, the same person. Yeah, I, I was swear. like, this wall needs a color and this <laughs> floor needs something. So, and then he was like, go decorate someone else's house. So, like, so I started doing interior design. Okay. Like on the side. And we had Siskis going and like orders were slowly and surely. And I think that helped my creativity get out of my mental health rut because it gave me a purpose. Mm hmm. And I think that's why we grew is because I didn't just want to make these bangles. Like, well, shit, if we could sell a few bangles to right. some friends, what else could we sell to people that own boutiques? Mm -hmm. So that got me thinking that maybe we should, uh, I always had a passion for bags and I always wanted to do shit funky. So I was like, what if I made a leopard print bag with stripes underneath? Like what would people, what's not on the market? And I found a guy that was willing to do it for me and I started wholesaling to okay. boutiques. And that's how I started making money to buy like my next load of stuff okay and it just became and then i got my first employee she literally stumbled onto my driveway that's a story <laughs> if you want to hear it she's still here with me today yeah i love that you didn't that. get to meet her today but jill shout out to jill she was my first employee she still works here today she's about as loyal and hardworking as they come and i'm so blessed that she would not leave <laughs> she would not take no for an answer so i got a huge shipment of bags in and these come like you have to buy thousands you know and I'm at my house. Like, I didn't have a place. And mm -hmm. she was, like, walking her dog and was, like, just my friend, like, across the street. She's like, hey, what do you got there? Do you need help? And I'm like, no, because I'm stubborn as shit. Yes. I'm <laughs> like, I don't fucking need help. I got this. And she's like, really? Because it looks like you could use some help. And I'm like, okay, fine. Please help me carry these boxes inside. And then she started unpacking the boxes. And then I was mm -hmm. like, well, do you want to ship? The <laughs> well, what about what if you what if you package them and ship them and, and then, then you put a label I'm gonna on them? go to the bar and you call me when this shit's done, <laughs> literally. But she was so good and so detail oriented and such a hard worker, and she's still here with me today all these years. And her sister works for us. Okay, their next door neighbor from their childhood works for us. It's like all been an organic. Like it's the you know the universe. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing too that from a time that you were at a point where like you were like helpless or hopeless yes and now you can sit here and you are giving multiple employees like a livable life how does that how does that feel stressful stressful so i would love for you to talk yeah. about it and before we talk into it because i think it's going to transition really well and probably i'm sure there's a lot of feelings from when you were an attorney and you were having these panic attacks to probably a lot of like similar feelings that you get now and so I wanted to ask you, what do you think was like the cause of all of the stress during that time? Do you think it was overworking yourself and, you know, having like a, a relationship and also your career and then another side career? Like I, the Siskis never stressed me out when I was practicing. Like, okay. I don't remember it. That excited me. Like, I remember when my dad was like, because this could be a business. Like, <laughs> I knew as soon as he said that, I'm like, yeah, this fucking will be a business. Like, it's like almost like, yeah, like I just knew. And at the mm -hmm. time it was like, are you kidding me? I think what stressed me out is I was always like wanting to be perfect in my job. And like, sometimes I was representing people that aren't perf perfect. Okay. And as I an attorney. Correct. So gotcha. it's like, I couldn't control what they were doing. Okay. And then I would feel anxious. And I finally just got tired of dealing with their lives. Like, it was, mm -hmm. like, always about their problems. And I had a child at the time, and my husband traveled all the time. Mm -hmm. So it was just me, a lot of times while he was gone, stressing about my clients. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I should be focused on my ha my health and my, my son's happiness and not always worrying about somebody else's problems. Mm -hmm. But to be honest with you, I don't know what switched because I was happy for many years mm -hmm. doing it. Like, I loved the hustle and bustle of it. But, you know, things change. They say you change every seven years. I truly believe that. And if I look back in my life, because I've had enough years to know that that does happen, I'm different. I was a different person as a mom than I was before I was a mom. Mm -hmm. That's a, I think that's a really good message, actually. There's a lot of people that listen to my podcast that are going through a lot of changes right now. Specifically in my Facebook group, I see a lot of girls are like, I just don't like my career anymore. Or maybe it was something that they used to be super interested mm -hmm. in. And then just all of a sudden, like a switch. It's just like off. Well, and I think people get married to the idea of like, well, I went to school for this. Okay. I still am paying. I'm still paying law loans. My goodness. But it doesn't matter. And my husband's like, who cares? Like, and I don't mean who cares, like throw money away. Like, like we have disposable income. I'm just saying my mental health is priceless. Mm -hmm. And 
I just, but I also like to say when I'm speaking about this topic that I had all the support in the world. Mm -hmm. My husband was like, yeah, quit. Like (laughs) some people don't have that. Maybe they have, maybe they're paying the mortgage. Maybe they're a single parent and they don't have, so, so it's hard for me to make a blanket statement to always just be like, quit your job. Of course. So I was blessed to have a lot of support to be able to make that decision. But I do also think that if you are somebody listening and you don't have the support that I had, I think there's always a way. It just maybe make take time. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that. I'm almost like speechless right now because that was really great. Well, and I think actually what you said that really st- almost like made me speechless is something that I realized that I say a lot, which is like, quit your fucking job. Right. If you don't like your job, then quit it. Well, it's easy to say. Right. It's so easy to say, especially when you have the privilege of people around you that are so supportive and you have like the means to be able to do that, but not everyone has that. And so to be able to talk to somebody who can share like your actual journey and how you were able to come out of that, I think is really, really empowering, especially to younger girls that can look up to you and see, okay, like it is eventually going to get better. You just have to kind of like believe in it and take time if you need it. And just hope that, I mean, like you believed in Ciscas, it was going to be a business. And of course now it's super successful. I also feel like a lot of people don't talk about bad things. Like, especially now with social media, I didn't have social media then. So of course, I don't know what I would do now if I felt that depressed. But my point is, I feel like the emotional support, I was like, shit, something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I called, like, my sister and was like, Some- I'm, like, not right. Or, like, I need to talk to a therapist. I feel like a lot of people, like, suppress it and suppress it and suppress it. Like, I don't need a therapist. I don't need Zoloft. I had no <laughs> shame. Like, I was almost, like, went straight to the people that love me the most and was like, something's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I just, then I started talking to my friends about it. And the more I talked openly about, like, how I wasn't feeling myself and I was really depressed and I didn't want to, like, get dressed anymore and, like, mm-hmm. eat. I lost, like, 23 pounds, which I know that's not crazy, but I'm small framed. It was, like, people were starting to notice. And when they did, I just openly said it. And every time I said it, it, like, took away the power mm-hmm. of the depression. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like, okay, the more people that know. So you were you felt like you were taking back the depression correct. when you stopped Almost. Giving it its power. Right. And I feel like talking about it with people who love you was better for me. That was my therapy. Okay. And and then I did get on medication and I told my, and it helped me tremendously. I don't think there's any shame in that either. Mm-hmm. I think especially right now, I mean, our younger... It reminds younger... me, I didn't take it today. No. <laughs> Do we need to take a break really quickly? <laughs> Hold on, I need to get my soul off. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've learned that I can wait a few hours. No, but it does help. Listen, everybody has different chemicals, and I believe truly that I cannot control my own chemicals, and that if something Mm -hmm. small does help me feel like myself, I'm going to fucking do it. Because all I want to just do is be myself, like feel myself, feel happy, feel grateful for all the good things I have. And the minute I start to feel anxious or depressed, then I'm like, something's wrong, because I have Mm -hmm. so many good things. Yeah, and I think also, too, especially the added pressure of having other people that rely on you to feel yourself, not only like your husband, but also your kids, more importantly, Mm -hmm. and your employees that are helping you run this business, too. Like, that's probably a ton of pressure. And when people think about, this is my thing, when people think about business owners and an entrepreneur, I always get to say that, I always get this thing where it's like, oh, well, of course they can have fun on weekdays because they, and you know, that's like the whole, that's the whole point of the podcast, right? It's because they're their own boss and they get to choose their hours and stuff. But you could probably speak so well to the fact that like- I could, but three of them are staring at us. (laughs) (laughs) We got employees in every corner. We got a paparazzi camera coming through the lens. (laughs) No, I can totally speak of that. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but so, what was your question? Just like, do they, the fact that they depend on me? Oh, is, am I like, feel like I'm my own boss, so like, fuck it? Yeah. Well, more so the fact that like, just people, people, when I started this podcast and then I started quitting my job to do other things, people are like, okay, well, you you, when you, you are a business owner, just anybody who's a business owner in general, people who are not a business, business owner or like work for someone else have this maybe mindset that like, you get to just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But your story about all of, and what I'm saying is building the Siskis mm-hmm. and having employees and being married and your husband is traveling and you're taking care of the kids all while doing that. And not only that, but trying to have time for yourself, whether that's like going to the gym or hanging out with your girlfriends that also have kids like, oh, my goodness, the older you get, I'm sure the harder it is to probably actually have fun on weekdays to bring it back to to, to that or point. Or your fun's different. 
Yeah, okay, this, okay. This is my fun on weekdays. Like, coming to my headquarters that I created and then talking to the girls that I hired or sought out and creating your next favorite design. That, I'm like a total nerd. That is my, that is my everything. Going to the nightclub does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I, there was a time and it did ish <laughs> I mean I always joke that I was the girl at the collars that was like I'm not drinking the keg like does anyone have a glass of wine like I've just always been that girl like I need deep conversation I don't like small talk if you're gonna like put me in a corner and small talk me I would like have so much anxiety mm-hmm. but so this is my fun on weekday oh I'm so honored wow that's so nice of you yeah. I love that. and honestly like going I always say like driving to work I'm so excited because this is my like dream and then because I have the ability to be doing my dream when I leave here I'm excited to go home Mm -hmm. so I get to be excited on the way into work and because that gives me a creative outlet here then I'm excited to go home and be a mom and a a wife because I already did my creative outlet I feel like sometimes people only do one thing Mm -hmm. it's either all their job or all their family and then they feel like they're always missing something yeah and I think that there is also this part where we grow up thinking that you are just like supposed to not like your job and then if you do like your job and it is fun it's then it's not actually working yeah. in a sense people are like oh well like you you get to do fun stuff so it's not work mm-hmm. but that's just simply not true because you have so many things I mean as the owner of this company like what are all of the kind of things that you're responsible for Okay. <laughs> eyes get wide. We were talking about this before we recorded and she was saying she wanted to do a podcast and like yes. the social media aspect of it, creating content and I'm responsible for all of it, but my team, I always hire who's better at what I'm not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my social media girl, Rachel, and I hate to just call her my social media girl cuz obviously <laughs> her name's Rachel and she's yes. known, she's better at the things that she does than me. She makes things prettier than me. She makes the feed look gorgeous. She has a better memory than me. She knows what I said three weeks ago that I fucking forgot. So if I didn't have her, a lot of that would fail. Mm-hmm. You know, Olivia's here. She's helping me with my podcast. I don't know mm-hmm. shit. She has the patience <laughs> to research it. I'm not good at that. So I would not be successful. You can only be as successful as the people that surround you. Mm-hmm. So a one ma- one woman show would not bring us very far, but it does mean that I am responsible for a lot of things but I'm also very grateful because you're responsible for the employees but where would I be without them Mm -hmm. it's just stressful because you want to make sure they're happy are they getting enough of what they want do you you know can you afford to pay everybody all the time right you want you know are there bonuses are there gifts like those are the things that I think about and Mm -hmm. like actually anytime that like I'm not sleeping and my husband's like babe are you okay it's always about like money and employees Mm -hmm. that's it's never like about a necklace or I hate to say in like social media or stuff like that because I know it's a lot of part of the business, but I'm more concerned about like, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Do I have the right team? Yes. Am I am I doing the right for them? Well, I'm sure as an employee of your company, that's probably a really great thing to hear. Well, they might say something different. <laughs> so they might be your Bring next. It. Bring yeah, it. They literally could. They might be your next podcast. But and that's another flaw of mine is I'm not. I hate meetings. Okay. Um, I'm getting better. I didn't, I fought off meetings for years. <laughs> and my wholesale manager, who's amazing and like so super organized and so amazing, she was, um, was like, Mag, we're not going to grow any further if we don't discuss things as a group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I finally gave in and I do staff meetings. So I'm not good at like. <laughs> finally gave in. I did. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this. Fine. But I'm not, I have a very bad flaw about like, you know, I say what I just said to you on air, but I don't go to each of them a lot and be like, tell me what, how you, how do you feel right. working here? Because I'm scared to hear it. <laughs> so I could do better at that. Okay. Well, I think that's a, I mean, I think that's a thing that everybody goes through, regardless if you're a business owner or not. A lot of us, how often are we going to our parents or our yeah. friends or your boss or your how coworker? How are you with me? Right. And, and how it's often. Hard. But they do want to be heard. And I think that is a vital part of a business and a team. For sure. So when we're talking about your employees, um, a lot of the girls in this office, I'm sure you might have some other girls that aren't here, but a lot of them are younger, maybe like newer in their careers. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what type of advice you would give for them starting their careers and working for your company, whether that is like, you know, are these people, are these some girls that like you could see growing your business with you for years and Mm -hmm. years or what kind of advice would you give them if they were presented with an amazing opportunity 
that wasn't with you. I am such a preacher of you should do what makes you happy. What's the point of them being here if there's something bigger or better for them? Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope no one's ever left me. Mm-hmm. We just keep adding, and I feel very blessed. Somebody, one girl did move away to New York City, and <laughs> she did it to pursue her photography. Mm-hmm. And she's extremely talented, and I think New York City was the perfect platform for her, and I was happy for her. Um, so nobody's ever left me, but I would hope that <laughs> if they had something that made them happier, that they would feel comfortable to come to me, and then I would celebrate that success. Yeah. And then I'd be like, you need to find somebody as good as you to replace yourself because because you do get used to how good people are. Yeah. And especially like there's a lot of people in the world with a lot of skills. But how often do you come across somebody that you just instantly click with that you're like, yes, I actually want to hang out with this person and have fun with them outside of the office and not just be like dreading when I go to the office. Because that's part of the reason why Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you love doing this is that. You have just such great like energy around you. Sometimes I hide in my office and I'm sure they'll <laughs> tell you the same, but a lot that is not because of them. Mm-hmm. I have kids at home that have need me a lot and my husband thankfully is not needy at all. He's the most independent, secure person I've ever met. He does loves to cook, loves to go to the grocery store. He would die before I ever like got his laundry right. Like he doesn't need me. Where I did, need him. Like where did you find this man? I, We're I'm, all like shit. Warren, Warren, Ohio. Warren, Ohio. You heard it here, Midwest Ohio. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. He has a brother, but he's married, and she's one of my besties. So everybody always asks me like, does he have a brother? And I'm like, back off. She's <laughs> she's the fucking shit. Um, no, but my point is not to brag about. But he doesn't need me. Mm-hmm. He's very self-sufficient and he's happy to be like, he's not waiting at home. Like, fuck, is she going to wash my boxers? Like he knows I'm here. I'm like, I'm taking over the world. Like, I don't have time for your boxers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's okay with that. But because I have people that need me and then there's people here, sometimes I do retreat in my office and I feel like I have to recharge mm-hmm. because I can't go from my kids at home asking me a zillion questions to coming here and then rightfully so everybody here does have questions Mm -hmm. but sometimes I need to recharge or I'm not going to answer those questions appropriately and I think Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential Mm -hmm. says something always so great for business advice don't work in your business work on your business and I think sometimes when I need the mental like I need to shut my door and be alone it's because I need to work in my business not on it okay does that make sense like Interesting. I th- I no, feel wait, like I I'm understand saying that what you're wrong saying. Way. You need to work on your business, not in your business. So, like, if I was, like, involved in every spreadsheet okay, or say. every email, that's, like, working inside of your business. But if you work on the business as a whole, then I feel like I'm creating, I'm thinking of ways to, to scale, I'm figuring out new ways to buy my jet. But you can't do that if you're involved with every email, every customer, every complaint, every necklace that breaks. If I handled every small detail, then I wouldn't be able to move on to the, whatever is next i hope i'm saying that right yeah no you absolutely are the first time you said it i was like um we'll edit um, that out <laughs> Laura, we, we can't fuck lauren bostic like that okay she's queen she is she's queen. queen we can't we can't fuck that up she is also one of those other people that like as i was starting we talked about this a little bit before but as i was starting my podcast and social media world in general she is one of those people that i've always looked to i met her at the beginning i'm like wow she is so fucking cool she taught me how to brand she taught you how to brand. Okay. Like Wait. 100%. I started listening to her podcast in the gym when I was working out because a little fun fact, when I quit my job as a lawyer, I started competing like bikini. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast. Oh my God. Wait, I love this so much more. Okay. Of course. I, you're, <laughs> you've heard it here first. Okay. We're breaking news. The exclusive. <laughs> so I was obviously at the gym a fuck ton. So okay. I would listen to the Skinny Confidential because I was trying to grow this, this small little business of me making bangles and I was like fucking taking notes in my phone and so that's how I learned how brand like literally Lauren Bostic 101 that is that is so so cool mm-hmm. and it's really cool that you <laughs> okay first of all wait Are you I, want, she I, wants I, pictures I'm stuck on the, you... I'm stuck on the bodybuilding bikini competitions first of all okay. so when let's when... go there I have never gone there oh my god I'm so excited like nobody on social media even knows first time <laughs> So when you, when you stop, you quit being a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So how, how did you quit? Did you just kind of like put in your, your I did. I was very, I mean, because I had clients like in my queue, I made sure that I gave a date and then they stopped giving me new clients. I was trying to be super responsible because my clients were, some of my clients were, (laughs) my clients for multiple 
cases and mm-hmm. I became their girl. So it was like, I didn't want to leave anyone high and dry. And that was also adding to my anxiety. Yeah. Like just the pressure of just caring for so many people that yeah. you almost don't have enough time to care for yourself. Yeah. But that's okay. I do now. <laughs> yes. I you- make time. Well, I was going to answer that earlier when you were saying about how do you make time for yourself. I told you I wake up at 530 every day and I know Liv's, Liv's here and is about to puke, but I don't do it because it's because I can get done two to three hours of work. And then I go to the gym straight from, I mean, I, I have an appointment at the gym. It is non-negotiable. Okay. That's my lunch break. So if I've already worked for two to three hours and then mm-hmm. I go straight to the gym, I have one hour at the gym. It's done. Like that's it. That that's part of my work day. Is that, is that like one of the things that you look forward to every day? Is it's that what you would consider fun? Yes. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. More fun than a lot of things that I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. a, it's a non-negotiable. If you think of it like that, it's like brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is pay for some type of class so that you actually cannot cancel it without having a repercussion. I would, then, I would still cancel. You would still cancel? Sometimes I sign up for Pilates and I'm like, it's the morning of and it's so early and it's downtown. Sorry, Callie. You're my, you're my girl. But do you the, ever get charged for it though? Yeah, I think okay. I still, and I'm like, fuck it. It's only, you that can only do it so many times too. though. Yeah, that's true. You do it like, I mean, you're, you're not doing that twice a week. Maybe. No, God, no. I'm yeah. not saying that. <laughs> so when you were, when you quit being an attorney mm-hmm. and then you're in the midst of starting the Siskiss full time and everything, when you quit being an attorney after doing it for so long and having, I'm sure, a lot of relationships with your clients, did you ever feel a sense of like being lost almost? Yeah, that's why I was like working out crazy and redecorating my house and then redecorating other people's houses because I was like so all over the place like I mm-hmm. already am all over the place as you can tell mm-hmm. so I needed to focus that which is how I got into the competing because working out made me feel better about my depression okay and then of course it turned into like if I'm gonna do something I'm gonna fucking do something so then while I was like working out every day and listening to the skinny confidential I decided let's make a goal and I had a coach that would give me macros which is what I ate and um, she's fantastic. She became one of my good friends. And then, like, a lot of her clients competed. So, like, you know how you get into, like, a world mm-hmm. and that becomes your world? <laughs> yes. So then, of course, I competed twice. I was terrible at it. I have no boobs. I did not know how to walk in five-inch heels. Clear heels. I own them. I I would I would actually pay money to see you get them somewhere and walk across I this, would not be able this to. office floor. Because it's, like, the perfect little runway for it. <laughs> One day we'll do that next. Oh, my gosh. Okay. After we record this, I'm going to have to see some pictures. I will. I will do that to you. Amazing. So That'll be our viral. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. I love it. Honestly, it probably would. It's okay. Nobody wants to see that. Hey, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I do. You never you know. Feel okay, okay. So any advice for, okay, here's my thing. I, I think a lot of people feel a lot of pressure. Like you said, you go to school for mm-hmm. so long. You're going to be an attorney. You get into your career and then you actually, you don't like it. And then you feel guilty mm-hmm. that you quit it because you're like, oh my God, I just put so much time and energy and money, mm-hmm. most importantly, into this. For somebody who has been in a career for super long, like you, and they love it, and then they quit, and then they feel this sense of being lost, Mm -hmm. what is your advice to that person to try and find what their new purpose could be? Talking, like I said, even before, I feel like talking out loud. Like, I feel like talking out loud to the people that loved me, they were like, people want to help. Like, you see somebody in need, your best friend sees you, like, suffering, they're like, why don't you go do this? You're so mm-hmm. good at this. And, and I think that helped a lot. And, and then obviously, because I found a passion in my work, my workouts, that helped like that. I will say that helped me along my uh, mental health path. And I'm so glad that I like, I mean, the competitions are silly for me. I mean, I'm not like sexy or anything <laughs> like that, but it was a goal and I achieved it. And then once you achieve one goal, you're like, shit, I can achieve another goal, whether mm-hmm. it be working out or business or whatever so I feel like that opens your creativity because once you do and finish something positively then what's next Mm -hmm. and it's a cycle yes you're so right I know me and me and Olivia are sitting here and we're like we're like oh shit you're right you're actually so right you can do this no it's it's a habit yeah and if your habit is to start thinking positively then positive things come at you positive ideas I do believe in that like I think if you're Focus and positivity and gratitude, that's all you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, speaking of kind of along the topic, do you believe in manifesting? I manifest every morning. Don't bother Perfect. me when I'm manifesting. What do you do? Do you have a ritual? Fuck yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lauren Bostick, for teaching me rituals.
I know I say this almost every single holiday. (laughs) I swear, like if you listen to my episodes back, it's always like, I can't believe it's already almost New Year's Eve or I can't believe it's Easter or now I'm saying I can't believe it's already almost 4th of July. 4th of July, that means we're halfway through 2022. That's insane. The year has been flying by. So I need to know what is the move, you guys? What are we doing? Are we watching fireworks? Are we going to hang out with the family? Did we find a boat to hang out on? Did you guys meet some guys on Hinge and you're going to go hang out on their boats? I need to know how you guys are celebrating the holiday, spending some time away from work, enjoying time with family or friends or yourself. I personally am going to be soaking up the sun on the boat. So I'll be wearing lots of sunscreen, some family appropriate swimsuits, of course, sunglasses, sandals. I am embracing the summer this month. And I'm also going to be taking a little bit of time away from doing events. I just wanted to let you all know that I think July is a good time to kind of reflect on the first half of the year and what you've accomplished and what you will have to look forward to. So however you're spending the holiday, Macy's is here to support you. And you can check out my landing page, which is macy's.com forward slash FOW. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Have fun and stay safe. Okay, so I have a Saluma light. What is that? So it's like this light that like, okay, it's like on a stand. So it's like a mini stand like it's it would sit on this table and you can choose okay. the laser what if it's blue that helps your acne if it's red it helps my wrinkles cool. i think there's like other colors but i'm just concerned about aging so i put my face under it i turn the light on you wear like tanning goggles okay does it does it make you tan or no no okay no it's like it's like for your skin like i'm skin obsessed okay and then um i put on like a recording like a manifest your goals and okay. I meditate and manifest my goals. Gotcha. Okay, so you listen to some recordings and yes. stuff. Okay, I was thinking that you had like a literal ritual. You light no. some candles and you like... Well, kind of like I lay <laughs> under the light with my arms up and sometimes my five-year-old jumps on my stomach and sometimes my dog comes and licks my feet. And it's so relaxing, Donna. It's so relaxing. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I want Quincy licking my feet. No, I love my dog though. Like then she'll lay down and she'll like... I feel like the whole family knows. So now I'm like, mommy's going to manifest and everybody like... Sometimes they'll come real quietly and lay with me. Oh, that's sweet. They do. Sweet. The kids do, yeah. That's actually really sweet that they know that that is, like, your you time. Yeah, and actually, like, when my daughter comes and lays on my stomach, it's almost like a weighted blanket. Like, she makes me feel less anxious. Oh, that's really sweet. I yeah. mean, yeah, I have to be honest. We got a dog because we're, like, oh, so stressed out with everything. And I think, you know, a lot of people are, like, oh, it'll make everything better. Sometimes it makes it. But is he a puppy? Yeah. That could be. Yeah, yeah. It'll get better. Yeah, he's a puppy. He's getting better, though. Yeah. And then he'll be wonderful. I'm waiting for the day that he starts licking my feet, and I'm like, oh, Oh, keep going. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So good, Quincy. (laughs) This is a different episode. I know. That's a different ASMR. We went a totally different route than we were planning to. So what are some of your favorite manifesting? Is it Honestly. No, like, no. I don't know. If she, does she have manifesting audio? Well, I don't know. I don't know. No, like, literally, I Google it. Oh, okay. Or Spotify. They'll have mani- manifestation, like, s- frequencies. Or, oh. Or, like, people guiding you through a meditation about manifestation. Like, you can meditate about anything you want, but my – I always want to medita- meditate about manifesting my goals or manifesting okay. um, good energy. To That's just what I choose. But okay. you can literally freaking – you could say you want to meditate about like having a vacation and th- there would be a there'd be a recording on that. Okay. Try this. Hmm. I really need to. I really need to. So it's th- only 10 20 minutes. Like I think if you say in your head it's a routine, it's like almost like practicing discipline. Mm-hmm. If you can lay still for 10 minutes, I feel like that's you're like multitasking. I'm like learning discipline by laying there without looking at my phone. I'm manifesting my goal in my jot. I am (laughs) meditating at the same time. I am allowing my dog to lick my feet. I am improving my skin. Like, shit, how else could I, like, fucking do more stuff in 10 minutes? Yeah, seriously. That sounds like... Habit stacking. Habit stacking. So, have you... Okay, so I had my friend, Shelby Sacco, on my podcast. And she talks all about habits and the cycle of habits. You guys, anybody listening, if you haven't listened to that episode, still one of my top favorites. Like, so good. And I love the fact that you brought up habit stacking because yeah. she talks about that. And so every day, I want to know what your kind of like the habits that you do every day that you think build success long term or um, like the routine that you have to do in order to 
have a good day. I have to wake up and talk to my manufacturers before the sun rises. Like, if I miss that, I feel like a total schlub. Because if I'm speaking to somebody like overseas or in California, if you miss that three hour window, you're not talking about anything until the very next day. Like, we don't have time to waste. Oh, okay. I am more disciplined to know that I'm getting business done mm-hmm. at those hours. If that's when they're working, that's when I'm working. And if my kids are sleeping, I can get a lot more done. So my habit is every morning I wake up, my husband's already up. So I text him an emoji to bring me a coffee. So every day I pick a cute little new Jeff, like somebody pouring coffee. or That's cute. And then he knows, it's like the bat signal that he knows I'm now awake. Please bring me fresh coffee in bed. So he brings me coffee, puts it on my warmer because I like my coffee really hot. Then I start uh, doing my emails. I, I do check my social. Like I know a lot of people say you shouldn't do that the first thing, but it's my job. Mm-hmm. If somebody posted us in the middle of the night and I need to repost or like th- something they needed, customer needs us to check our messages. Like it's just part of the job. Mm-hmm. So I do check my social and then I do that for a couple hours. Then I do my face routine. I'm very crazy about my skin. I do my manifestation, make all the beds because I feel like that oh, puts me in a Zen spot. I don't is- like it. Yeah. But Making I do, my bed is something that I absolutely, I just, I hate it. Putting a duvet cover oh, on don't a do duvet. That. Horrible, Get rid horrible. of that and buy a comforter. Fuck oh, the duvet. That's I know. so much work. And second behind putting a duvet on a com- on the thingy, whatever you call the inside, yeah, the is way- making the bed. But in I, my I, mind, I they're, they're pretty much like at bat for which one is worse. So then I do my skin routine, which I'm crazy about my skin because I'm getting older and I feel like I wish I'd have done this before. Um, and then I go straight to the gym and I come straight to work and like literally my morning is routine is my most important because then once I'm at work, you never can tell how the day is going to go. And I kind of let go of that control once I come in through the door because you don't know how the day is going to go. There could be the meetings that you thought you were going to have, or those can go off a tangent and somebody needs something else. And somebody, we got a call, we got an overnight something like I go with the flow here because that's what I think is a successful business is being able to go with the flow. But I think I can go with the flow here because I'm so structured. Outside of working. Yeah. That's a really good to point. To start my day. My day is so structured that it allows me to be very creative and off the cuff here, which allows for success, I think. I really like that point because, as you just said, the only part of your day that you can control is the time that you are away from work. And I think that's, for a lot of people, whether you work for your own business yeah. and you just have no idea, a supplier or yeah. or an employee might be sick or a meeting might come up, random things like that. Always something. And if you're working, if that's your business. And if you're working for someone and you're in your job, same exact thing could happen. Yep. So I really like that. Yeah, I like it too. And it, like, puts my mental health in the right way. I mean, everyone here knows those are like my non-negotiables. But the funny thing is I'm still able to like talk to my team throughout the day and like, or not throughout the day, obviously, but while I'm doing those routines, I'm still checking in, like still Mm -hmm. answering messages, like, because it would make me anxious if I didn't. Yes. And I get so freaking tired of everybody being like, you need to take a break. Like you need to, I feel more better, more better. I feel better when I'm more connected. Not when I'm like off the cuff for two weeks. Mm -hmm. That makes me anxious. So if I'm happy being in it, then let me be in it. Interesting. So a lot of people say... All the time. Like, take a break. All the time. Give yourself some time. I agree with you because when you are taking time, even PTO, oh my goodness, when you're supposed to be, like, enjoying time. I mean, I'm here to visit my family. I'm supposed to be here hanging out with them. But it's so hard when you're hanging out with your family and you're with them at a dinner for five hours. You're talking to your grandparents, catching up. And in the back of your mind, you are just wondering, like even though that's not really taking a break. You're just thinking about all of the things that you need to do, all the people that you need to get back to, all of the people that you need to talk to. But if those things in the back of your mind are what makes you happy and what makes you tick, why do you need a break from it? I don't need a break from the shit that makes me happy. This is what makes me tick. And if work is what makes you happy, then work is fun. It's like, what am I supposed to take a break from my kids? Hmm. Like, sure, we go out to dinner and we, (laughs) we do go times away, but... That's also stressful, but they're, they make me happy. So why would I need to take, like, what, paid time off from, like, my kids? Like, my work is my happiness, so I don't feel the need to, like, lay on a beach for two weeks. That's really... I would fucking die. <laughs> I would rather... First of all, it's sandy. I don't like the sand up my tush. And, like, what are you going to you... do after an hour? Like, you can only drink so much Corona. 
You were the first person I've ever heard that says you don't want to sit on a beach for two weeks. I could care less about that. Take me on a hike. Take me somewhere interesting. Take me to a big city where I get inspiration. Okay. Take me places I can see things that, like, make me think I can make something design. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, that's, I just came home from an an Italy trip, and I was hoping to get a lot of inspiration. I did not for some reason. Sometimes I do when I step away, but I feel like I've been more creative when I've since I've been back, though. Okay. So there might be something to be said for and that. And that just goes back to the fact that as you are entering, like, a different season of your life, what you do for fun changes. 100%. I love that. So especially becoming a mom, really curious. I've never had a mom on a podcast before. Even my own mom. I'm having you on before oh, my own mom. Oh, you tell her to call me. I know. We'll you... get her recorded soon. Put her up first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know, I know. I really want to do it while I'm home. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She works so freaking hard. I don't yeah, know how oh my she God. does it. They really, really do. Oh, my God. She's and like, I couldn't do any of that stuff. I don't have the patience. Or, like, cardboards. Like, honestly, like, my kid who goes to preschool, sometimes she comes home with shit, and I'm like, that would take me so long to figure out, like, how many kids need <laughs> Like, literally, that boggles my mind. And I know that seems ridiculous to say, but, like, I, get, I give shout-outs. Like, she brings home projects, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> One last thing for you to do. And teachers are Oh, for insane. real. And the kids like it. Why do I need – like, she's happy to go there and talk with her friends and play <laughs> with the teachers. She sees me all the damn time. So, speaking of your kids, mm-hmm. when you did have kids, mm-hmm. how did that change how you had fun? I almost laughed because <laughs> <laughs> you can you can laugh because I feel like it's a loaded question. It's almost an obvious question that I have to think because honestly, my husband and I are still ourselves. It's just <laughs> we can't stay up past 10 anymore. But like our kids. OK, my son was born and we didn't have another one for seven years. He was an only child and I didn't change my lifestyle that much. And my husband didn't either. And we always spoke to him kind of like an adult and we included him in things that we did. So he was always kind of like our buddy. And he was always well-behaved, so I feel like he always just came with us. I mean, I'm not saying we sat at the bar, but, like, we want to go to dinner. We didn't worry, like, oh, he's too young or he's going to be whiny. Like, we just went. Yeah. And then we waited seven years to have my next um, girl, and that probably rocked my world more. She's very princessy. I don't know where she gets it at. She comes in here, and she's the tyrant. Like, if she... Well, she has all this jewelry and all I, this sparkle around well, she, here. I just think she likes to boss us around. I think she's more concerned with that. That's a good thing, though. You know what? One day, she I might be know. taking this over. You teach her, teach her young, you know? I don't know. And she's... <laughs> I want her to be strong. Like, I'm a very strong, independent woman, and um, even though I need somebody to cook for me, like my husband, but... I'm sure I could figure it out, right? That still um, means you're strong. It's okay. But I can't cook either. <laughs> we do enjoy, like, dinners at home. And, like, and my husband and I are big, I hate to say winos, but we enjoy a nice Italian wine. Like, that's kind of his hobby. He, like, likes to find Italian wineries, and we order them, and we have a wine cellar. Mm-hmm. So, really, we can sit at home and have a nice dinner and enjoy a bottle of wine. And the kids are doing their own thing, or they might have a friend over. and Or they might sit at the table and hang out with us. So, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. So, I am having fun, but it probably, I was never the girl that wanted to go out and go crazy till two in the morning. Like that does not interest me. Yeah. I think, well, it definitely interests me for a year. But that's okay. That's, yeah. you do you. For sure. And I think it, sometimes it can be really hard to like relate to people that don't understand why. Some people might be like, why don't you want to do that? And then you're like, that's just not fun to me anymore. And they're like, you're lame. Whatever. But I think eventually we're all going to get to a point where we all understand that no one has fun the same ways, especially as a business owner, as a wife, or as a mom, or as a, uh, what's it called, a bikini contestant. What is that called? A, a body? Yeah. No, it wasn't bodybuilding. It was okay. A, I'll show you pictures. All right. Well, this is better described. Or this as is an, better described in yes. pictures. Or as an attorney. One thing that I say is there's so many seasons of life, and it's, I feel like high school is all one season. Like, yeah, that's I, true. I group that together. And then I group my college, college season of life together. And, like, the person that I was in high school and in college was very different than, like, who I am right now. And even not not different in the fact of, like, who I am and my values, but more so what I do for fun and the kind right. of people that I want to be surrounded by and the things that I, like, want to accomplish, I guess. But you know what I was just thinking? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when you were saying that out loud, like, there are certain people though that like let's say my friend wants to go to like this club this weekend I'll do it because I have fun with her 
Mm-hmm. And I don't mean fun like crazy, but she's somebody who doesn't do small talk. Like, we can talk about literally the deepest things. She's super involved in her business. So I know regardless of where our setting will be, mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun because I could be with her all the time. Like, she's somebody who calms me down and has a lot of deep conversation. So maybe a club is not your fun, but a lot of it's, like, who you'll be with. And as long as my husband's with me, I'm usually having fun because we're always, like, kind of on the same wavelength. Like, we're very compatible. That is a really, really great point. I've yeah. actually never thought about the idea of the person being not fun. The and not the place. And not the activity. And, like, the friends that I'm going with this weekend, it's not like, yes, we'll be at a club, but it's not like she's not going to be on the table. Like, she's going to mm-hmm. be sitting with me like, what do you think about this for my business? And I'm going <laughs> to be like, yes. Because that's what I would want to talk about, whether it be at the club or at my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited to see her. Yeah. That's... Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I love that we just got that takeaway there because I don't know if I would have ever come upon that, what's the word? Like that realization. That epiphany? Yeah, epiphany well, on it's my hard. own. I feel like it's harder for you because you're on social media. And I don't mean you, but I mean like I'm, it's harder nowadays is I guess what I'm saying is because everybody's posting where they are. Mm-hmm. When I went to college, I didn't know where nobody was. <laughs> like I didn't even have a cell phone. Where did you go to college? Xavier in Cincinnati. Okay. So there was no missing out because you didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Because <laughs> That's true. That's true. So There's... I grew up with no pressure of feeling like I needed to be somewhere. I feel like nowadays you do feel like, well, shit, if three of my friends are over downtown at whatever, why didn't nobody tell me? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you get the scoot sense of that, wait, I did want to go, but you didn't really want to go. Yeah. No, like, you just wanted to be invited. You just, you just wanted, wanted to be invited. Important. So now it's all fucked up because I don't think nobody knows what they want to do for fun. I think they just want to be included. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's a, oh, wow, that's a great, great takeaway. Well, and I feel blessed that when I'm at home, I am with the people I want to be with. So let's say I do see all my friends somewhere that I wasn't invited. But then I like, it takes, sometimes it takes you a minute to be like, you get this feeling like, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm like where I want to be anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great advice for everyone listening because we all have this like, I mean, it's such a thing. It's literally a caption. Like it's, it's a catchphrase now of, FOMO of mm-hmm. like fear of missing out but literally are you actually or you just like act, you just want to feel wanted uh, and you, I think for me a lot of times I just want to feel wanted I am not afraid to admit that that's human nature and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that like I do feel a little stunned when like you do see your friends but th- on the flip side when I do something because I know that makes me feel a certain way I try to be super inclusive because I would never want to hurt anyone's feelings but that becomes hard too because you're like what's where do you stop Mm-hmm. So I do try to feel like when I'm planning something to make sure everybody feels included. And a lot of times I think that's why I'm not on social media, like my face and like saying what I'm doing, because why would I want to hurt anyone's feelings? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I did not include somebody. And then it's like, why didn't Megan tell me? So it's like, I don't know. Social media. I don't feel the need that everyone needs to know where I'm at. Yeah. But at the same time, like you and I were speaking before, people do want to know behind the scenes of a brand Mm -hmm. so I do have this balancing act where I'm like nobody really gives a shit and then girls here are like yes they do it's It's like okay do they or don't they let's ask them it's really interesting (laughs) to think about life before social media because a lot I mean my parents a lot of people that listen a lot of people that are that do listen we're in the age where like social media wasn't as big of a thing. And mm-hmm. I just am so curious what life would have been like before if our relationships would have been more genuine and more intentional. Yes. But the other good side of social media is that I'm speaking in this podcast with you and thousands of people are going to listen to this that would have never known who we were. That's true. They would have never heard our words and would have never been motivated or inspired by us. And there's such a trade-off when it comes to social media. And I truly think it's just however you utilize it. Well, and I think, like, if you work on yourself, so, like, there's a positive and negative to everything, whether it's social media, whether it's your job, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's my husband, whether it's my kids. I think it's, like, working on knowing what the negative is in the situation, like social media, and then working on myself. So I had a rut where there was years that I was, like, why wasn't I invited, blah, blah, blah. Or, and then I, like, worked on myself. And, and then I feel like that doesn't bother me anymore because that mm-hmm. negative is always going to be there. And since it lives there, I have to figure out a way to deal with it. And now I just feel more grateful for where I'm at rather than wanting to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen overnight. Right. And it's yeah. human nature to feel FOMO. I think that nobody should be ashamed of that. I mean, that's just who we are as humans. Everybody wants to be invited, loved, wanted. Definitely. My goodness. What a great episode. So we talked about your history as an attorney. Mm-hmm. 
and your history as starting your business and being a wife with him traveling, you being a bodybuilder and all of these different things that you've done in your life. So I think the best way to end this episode is to get everybody up to speed on what you're doing right now with the Sis Kiss and how far you've come and some of like your future goals and stuff. Well, obviously I have to buy a jet. That's my big goal. <gasps> I have heard the word jet, yeah. I think, if four you go, times. If you go around the warehouse, you'll find jets everywhere because I'm trying to manifest it. What is the reason for the jet? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> It's just something I always wanted. But now I've determined through my manifestations that I want... I'm huge into dogs and rescues. So I want to use the jet to, you know, for, like, dog rescues. Like, go pick Aww. up dogs and transport dogs that need help. And Okay. Anyway, that's a tangent. But I always believe that you should have a reason, like, something to attach to your goal. And, like, yeah. what's the reason? What's your purpose? Mm-hmm. And I love dogs. Anyway, what's happening at the Siskis is... A lot of the same and then a lot of new. I was telling my husband yesterday, like, I feel like we have so many, what's the word? Prods in the fire. What is, I know. Prods in the fire? What's the word? What in the world does he, that mean? He had to tell like me. Eggs in a basket? Yeah. Eggs in a basket? <laughs> what is the word? Anyway, we have so many things happening, like, that we're hoping to come to fruition. We just did a pop-up at Nordstrom, which was, like, amazing. It was amazing. And um, we're starting a podcast called Wildly Unprofessional. So we hope, I know, you know, I know that space is saturated, but I also feel like that's okay. Like, I think everything is. Mm-hmm. It's just how can you be creative about it? Obviously, you've done amazing at it. Thank you. Um, it's just always, to me, about growing, like, and never staying stale. And I don't mean growing in money. I mean growing in creativity, growing in making sure our employees feel fulfilled, and, like, never feeling stagnant. And that's always my goal, and that's why I'm always trying to create new opportunities and so that's what we're doing. Like, that's literally when I open the door every day is like, okay, what are we doing today? Like, how are we going to make this shit blow off? Because that's just what I want mm-hmm. for the business and for the girls. And I, I have to say, not just because of the podcast, but I truly think the only way that you can grow is by actually having fun mm-hmm. in the entire process of growing as well. What's the point mm-hmm. if you're not having fun? And I always say that, about being a lawyer I loved it until I didn't and when I didn't I left so I will do this until I don't enjoy it anymore incredible so and as of now I don't see that happening but when something does make me like a little unhappy I try to tweak it okay so that I can work on things that do make me happy that's great advice well everybody who comes to my event on Thursday Oh, well, no, I guess, I guess, so we're recording this, we're recording this a little bit in advance, but everybody who came to my event (laughs) last week in Cleveland, yeah, it was so much fun. That was a success. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. I know. I loved your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I don't even know what I'm wearing yet. I actually overrated the dress. It looked good. In my mind, (laughs) it's looking good. Um, so everybody who came to my event in Cleveland was able to get a couple pieces from the Siskis. Yes, thank you for allowing us to put our pieces in your goodie bags. Of course. I mean, I think that there is something unspoken about people from Cleveland that, like, start something. You just have a bond even before you know each other. So yeah. when you guys reached out, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, not thank even you. a question. You just always want to... There, there's a need to like give back to your roots in a sense and sometimes you just really don't know how to do that that's true and sometimes you stumble upon opportunities like myself with social media never seriously never would have thought that but now I'm like oh okay I have an opportunity to support so anybody who's listening if you want to check out the sis kiss let's you give can... them a code okay if they like that yeah yeah we oh, they love codes okay they are they're a big code Coders. Well, do you like Sword. your name or do you like fun on week? Like, what's easier for let's do your like, audience? Let's do FOW. Let's do FOW20 and okay. we'll do 20% off the entire site for your followers. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. 20% we'll make that off. Laugh. Yeah, 20%. Insane. Okay, you guys, you heard her first. FOW20 for 20% off the entire site. You got earrings, necklaces, bracelets. We're going to give you a forever anklet. Yeah. We're about to stop finishing recording We're about to right tell here. them. They're all looking at me like, what? <laughs> I'm about to get zapped up on my wrist. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so thank much you for, for joining me. me. Truly, so. It was so much fun. Such a pleasure, really. And I feel much. like I learned a lot from you. And I know for a fact that I'm going to walk away from this today and go home and just feel very, like, there is a sense about certain people that you just 
I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's the way that you feel when you listen to Lauren Bostick. Yeah. That's the way that I just feel Aww, after talking to you. So I hope you know compliment. that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Of course. Thank you. And so I end every single episode by asking my guest, what is your fun on weekday idea for my listeners to do, whether they are single, a mom, married, whatever. Man. That's... And it can be for a business owner. It can be whatever you want to do for fun. Shut your door. <laughs> And t- <laughs> shut shut the door and take take the time if that's what you need. Okay. And put on high frequency. Put on high frequency and maybe <laughs> one of those like light shield masks that you were talking about. No, I think like taking the time to do the things that like sound ridiculous but that start your wellness routine is fun. Okay. It makes me feel better, which makes me treat people better, which makes me want to be better. I just feel like, yeah. That's probably the lamest answer I bet you've ever, ever had. Okay. <laughs> fucking scratch that. Take your tequila shot right now. I think that's my advice. Okay? No. One a day. The first one the first one was good. They okay. were both good. Okay, good. They were both good. Or, Maybe take the two the key yeah, shot in while the door, you're while you're shutting the door. Alone. Shutting the door, not shitting the door. That, There's been a lot of misspokes today. I know, I don't know what it is. It's but. it's me. No, no. Okay. No. It's it's then it's you. It it's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be. Okay, so take a shot in your room alone by yourself. <laughs> no one else. You heard it. Tag us. Okay, thank you so much for coming (laughs) on. Thank you for having me. Let's go get you a forever anklet. Of course. And you guys, I'll talk to the rest of you next Tuesday.